As Patrick Henry said in his famous speech of 1775, "Give me liberty, or give me death." In these unstable times of the Chinese coronavirus, I am grateful to be in Singapore. Singapore is a fantastic country. Everything works. We have an excellent healthcare system and fantastic infrastructure, and it's one of the safest countries in the world. Be it from coronavirus or criminals, this is made possible by effective and efficient governance. But at what cost? Today, I want to talk about an idea that Dennis Prager highlights in a video titled "The Bigger the Government." This video explains the simple idea of the bigger the government, the smaller the citizen. Because of how comfortable we Singaporeans are, and the complete lack of political and civic education, we tend to take things for granted. We Singaporeans are known for complaining, but nobody ever gets to the root of the problem because our first instinct is to rely on the government to fix our problems. The fact that Singaporeans are always complaining about the government in itself. Just shows how reliant people are on the government in the first place, and this is one of the few but major problems with Singapore society. Singapore works so well because it is not run like a country; it is rather run like a business, a very successful business. But Singapore is not a business; it is a country. But it is essentially a business the way it's run, and this business is run by the government. It is owned. Basically, by the PAP, the People's Association Party, the party that has run the democratic city-state of Singapore since its independence. A common talking point amongst the opposition parties is that our flag no longer represents our country, our people, but the PAP. So essentially, the PAP is Singapore, and if essentially Singapore is a business. So what does that make us, mere everyday Singaporeans? It's a well-known fact that with no oil, no land, no forests, Singapore only has one natural resource: Singaporeans. So we Singaporeans are basically treated like employees of this business. And what is this business? Singapore, who runs this business, the PAP. So if you look at it that way. We all work for the government. Singapore completely turns on its head the concept of the government should serve the people, not the other way around. This is an extremely foreign concept to many Singaporeans, because this idea of serving the government has already been subconsciously normalized through years of conditioning. In Singapore, national interest. Does not mean the interest of Singaporeans, but rather the interest of the government. In most cases, national interest equals government interest, and most Singaporeans are so blind to this that the government can get away with almost anything. A story that I hold close to heart is that of Benjamin Davis, who was a Singaporean football player who was offered a contract. To play soccer in the English Premier League, but as a Singaporean male, he was obligated to serve two years of compulsory military service. So sensibly, he requested for a deferment of service. 
Now, Benjamin Davis could now be bringing Singapore's name to the world stage. He could now be an inspiration to all young Singaporean boys, but no. The government rejected his request on the basis that he was serving his own professional interest, not national interest. That to me is loaded with eerie elements of communism. How is the interest of the individual Singaporean, not to mention one who would be representing Singapore on the world stage, how is the interest of the individual not in the interest of Singapore as a whole? My passport might say Republic of Singapore, but with the way things work here, it should probably say authoritarian state of Singapore. It is truly depressing that Singaporean boys are born knowing that no matter how hard they work, it does not matter because when you turn 18, you're going to have to drop everything and serve the government. Sorry, I mean country. Country. Singaporeans don't have a lot of Singaporeans to look up to because the government, I mean Singapore, is not interested in building up the individual, but building up the business, I mean country, country. And under the facade of material success, the complete lack of individualism, in my opinion, is ruining our society from the inside out. That has always been a cultural difference between Western and Asian cultures. Collectivism versus individualism. Now, I'm not going to comment on whether one is better than the other today, but I will say this. The collectivist culture of Singapore has definitely kept the spread of the coronavirus under control, and for that, I am grateful. I am grateful that Singaporeans are blindly obedient to the government. It does help that the government has power over the individual in this scenario. While I do not agree with this, I am grateful that I can still leave my home and live a decently normal life in these crazy times. But pertaining to myself, my personal beliefs, and my future, and the kind of culture that I'd want my kids to grow up in, between collectivist and individualist, you can be sure that I will pick whichever recognizes the God-given rights of the individual, and the answer to that is pretty obvious. As Patrick Henry said in his famous speech of 1775, Give me liberty, or give me death. I'm Gabriel X. Charles, and that's been On My Mind.